the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. It is a Wednesday here on the Blaze Radio Network, and uh, much is uh, happening today. (laughs) Much to discuss. Following up on yesterday's discussions, but also some of the typical things we get to on this show. Some of the different and more diverse things we want to get into on this show. Uh, I I have a couple of things I, I hope to bring to your attention today. Of course, our, our friend Dr. Jorge will be joining us. Our buddy, Dr. Jorge Rodriguez. Uh, you know, he he loves to give us the... Um, the perspective on common sense health. And so we're going to talk to him. He's been on an adventure uh, trying to lose weight and he's doing it real publicly. So we'll get to that. Uh, Yesterday we were scheduled to introduce you to a uh, a person I've just recently connected with her name. uh, Well, I'll reveal her name when we get her on next hour. She goes by conservative mama. And if you've, visited the YouTube channel or seen her on line on conservative mama, then you know what I'm talking about. But she's someone I think is uh, kind of a fascinating voice. Uh, you heard Brian Lilly with Glenn, if you were listening to Glenn's show, and I'm glad to see that Glenn put the considerable power of his broadcasting blowtorch behind the efforts of Brian Lilly to try and get uh, support for the family, the survivors of the American special ops soldier, Delta Force member, who was killed by that Canadian-born terrorist. I don't want to give the guy any love and light to his name. So uh, if you missed it, uh, it's it's on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. From me, it's also on Google Play Music, and it's also on The Blaze. You can hear Brian Lilly explain the story and what, what he's trying to do with it. So um, I want to keep pushing that he's got about 27 days left to to try and raise the money that he's hoping to raise to give to the family canadians trying to help an american a really cool thing many different strange things as i mentioned going on today in the world uh not not the least of which is the ongoing discussion of donald trump jr most people have uh, been familiar with the story But there are some different twists and turns on it. It was happening kind of concurrently with yesterday's show. Just before the show, the emails were released. And so we went through them and we talked about the speculation of what they mean. And apparently collusion, collusion is is not illegal. However, I find it quite questionable. Uh, the, the campaign finance laws, some are speculating, could be interpreted to say that, that uh, Donald Trump Jr. could be in trouble because he was trying to trade for something of value with a foreign entity. I, I could see that. There was, also, there was also some speculation about Donald Trump Jr. Um, that he may have forwarded this email or someone may have forwarded the email to the candidate at the time, now president. And if that's the case, that's going to be a problem. So we're, we will have to see. I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing we're going to have this story around for quite a while. 
And why do I say that? Because after about 12 hours of not saying anything, after about 12 hours of silence, the usual suspects jumped forward. Of course, I'm talking about Lucky Chucky Schumer leading the, um, the minority in the Senate and having this to say. The emails are the end of the idea pushed by the administration and the president that there is absolutely no evidence of intent to coordinate or collude. Well, maybe not quite that cut and dry, Senator. Chuck Schumer had more to say. We need Donald Trump Jr. and other campaign associates to turn over any and all documents and electronic communications that investigators ask for. And we need public testimony under oath. Yeah, I think we're going to get that. Robert Mueller has said he intends to do that. And I'm betting the Senate will do it. The only thing I'm waiting for Chuck Schumer to say, because this is ultimately what, has, what is at the end of all of this, that they want the tax returns. That's truly what's at the end of all of this. And you, uh, just keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for that request, because that request has to be coming soon. Schumer or Senator Coons or Nancy Pelosi, uh, any one of them will soon be calling for the tax returns. They haven't heard it yet, or I haven't heard it yet, but uh, let's, let's just say uh, I could put good money down and anticipate that that would be coming up. Yeah, I think so. But uh, the guy that, that echoed my anger on this is the guy who echoes my anger on most things, and that is uh, Trey Gowdy. Congressman Gowdy, why are you not running for higher office? I, I think this I just appreciate him so much. But here was Gowdy's take on it. He wrapped it all up in 44 seconds. And uh, I, I think he deserves a pat on the back for the, the clarity he has brought to this. Yeah, I'm covered on three levels. Number one, the legal uh, level, uh, but I think that's Bob Mueller's lane. Um, the political level, Martha, here we are beginning another week, this one in July, with a new revelation about Russia. And then the third, which is more of a medical issue, is the amnesia of people that are in the Trump orbit. Someone close to the president needs to get everyone connected with that campaign in a room and say from the time you saw Dr. Zhivago until the moment you <laughs> until the moment you drank vodka with a guy named Boris, you list every single one of those and we're gonna turn them over to the special counsel because this drip, drip, drip is undermining the credibility of this administration. And therein lies my anger, my disgust, my problem, my issue, my number one issue, credibility. And if the credibility has been undermined, guess what happens? The agenda is sidelined. And that therein lies the key issue for me. We now have, six months into this administration, an administration that has been hobbled by its own hand. An administration that had, had uh, Donald Trump Jr. done what Bill O'Reilly said two days ago, had he brought this out three months ago, we probably would have been in front of this and over it. But now, because it came out in four different stages, now it just appears to be nefarious. Now it appears to be suspicious, whether or not there's any real problem there. Now it appears to be a, a situation where, as many others have made a similar argument, 
this is kind of like breaking into a house and then not finding anything there you wanted to steal, so you left and don't think you should be charged with a crime. You intended to go in and commit a crime. You intended to go in and take something, but you didn't find it. You still, you still were there. Now, I know many of you who are always Trumpers are going to really take exception with me on this. I know there are many of you who will never, ever want to question the president. I'm sorry. There, there are no perfect creatures here. And there are no people that on this earth who are given the free pass just because, oh, they're the president now. Respect the office, but also expect the person holding that office to respect the office. I want my president to be worthy of the title president. And at this point, based on all the stuff that's here, there, there is, what's the term in civil court? A preponderance of the evidence. It doesn't have to be beyond reasonable doubt. It just has to be a preponderance of the evidence. And right now, the Trump family is causing me to have some agita. I really, I, I, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders, um, you, you're not helping. Sarah Huckabee Sanders yesterday on another press conference, audio-only press conference, gave us a very brief statement from the president. I have a quick uh, statement that I'll read from the president. Um, my son is a high-quality high person, and I applaud his transparency. And beyond that, uh, I'm going to have to refer everything on this matter to John Jr.'s counsel and outside counsel and won't have anything else to add beyond that today. That's it. That's the president's only statement on it. My son's a high-quality person, and I respect his transparency, except his transparency had the legitimacy of a hostage tape. His transparency had the credibility it's, it, of, of someone who's got a knife to their throat and is told to apologize. Had Donald Trump Jr. not released those, those emails yesterday, when he did, they were coming out from somewhere, maybe multiple sources, maybe multiple leaks. And I know we should be mad at the leaks, but, but there's a bigger problem here. And it, to me, it, I can excuse the neophyte Donald Trump Jr. I can excuse Kushner. I can't excuse Manafort. A, a liberal friend of mine brought up a really interesting point just before the show started because I've been texting back and forth and in a couple of little Twitter spinouts. And one of my liberal, liberal friends said, um, this really is a big problem. And I said, well, you know, collusion is not a crime. No, but it's a big problem. And I said, yeah, I got issues with the fact that they didn't do something like set up a sting or call the FBI or at least reject the meeting. And he said, no, even Al Gore apparently knew enough to not get taken in by something like this. Apparently, Al Gore, when, when he was campaigning 100 million years ago and who knows if Al Gore isn't thinking about coming back. Oh, I just got to chill. But there was, there was the time that Al Gore was given the Bush playbook. 
And we don't know if he copied it, but he did turn it over to the FBI, which gave at least a warning to the Bush campaign. Hey, there's a leak in your organization. We know what your plans were up until this point. There's a certain amount of honor that was shown with that move. That seems to be one of the things that's missing. And isn't honor one of the things we want in, in a leader? Isn't that part of the principles? And don't play the what about game. I really, I really won't go for it. There's more on this topic, but there are other topics uh, that I have to get to, including uh, Dr. Jorge and the discussion of his weight loss. Uh, I want to talk about briefly about last night's All-Star game that I only watched the first two innings because I wanted to see Mr. Judge come to the plate. But I've got some some bizarro news. And uh, I have a story about Chelsea Clinton that if it's true, you'll be able to flex your schadenfreude muscles uh, at least twice today. But we'll, uh, we'll deal with that just around the corner. Next, I'm Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Piero Pelka. Boy, oh boy, I'm just trying to line them all up and put them together because as we're going through the stories that I want to get to today, especially this Chelsea Clinton story, uh, I'm also monitoring the hearing, the Senate hearing on the FBI nominee, Mr. Ray, uh, W-R-A-Y. And um, yeah, Some of the questions are just so stupid. Again, hold these things standing up. It would have been over in 15 minutes. We would have had a vote. We would have known everything. But there's political posturing going on. So yada, yada, yada. You know, just uh, it's very irritating. It's disheartening. And I think it's disingenuous as well. Uh, But Lindsey Graham, what do you think about my idea to hold these Senate hearings uh, all, all going forward, all these nominee hearings and any kind of these special investigation hearings. What do you think about that as a, an idea? Pretty good, right? It's not the dumbest idea I've ever heard, but it's pretty close. All right. Keep your opinions to yourself, you crazy man. I, I actually like Lindsey Graham on some things and don't like. I had somebody call me and say, why do you like Lindsey Graham so much? Well, I respect him for his service to the country, 33 years. And uh, and I, I think he gets it on Israel. I think he gets it big time on Israel. So I, I appreciate him. There are um, there are issues that we have to get to today as well. Just kind of general issues in terms of how we treat each other. And I want to talk about that. I was hoping to make this kind of a a manners Wednesday, too, where we talk about manners. Uh, and I, I often talk about situational awareness with this audience. Uh, yesterday, I ran into a situational awareness moment where um, after I left here, I had to run to a local shopping center, just a small, you know, the strip mall. And uh, there's a grocery store, uh, a Dunkin' Donuts, a pizza place, a bagel place, a drugstore. 
And I pulled right up in front of the drugstore. There were no other cars there. Three spots open. I pulled right up to the front door, got my stuff that I needed and came out. And I'm in my car and I'm about to pull out. And there's a woman in a car trying to get in next to me. And for whatever reason, she decides she's going to back into this parking space. It's a space right in front of the store. And I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to, uh, I'm watching her. Uh, for almost five full minutes, no, no fewer than seven different times did she back that car in and try and get it just right, however she wanted it, in the parking lot. And it was a warm afternoon, and cars were trying to get by behind her, plus I'm trying to get out, and she is totally oblivious to what's going on. Totally, completely unaware that she's holding up traffic, that she's preventing people like me from getting out, and people behind her wanting to cross through the parking lot from getting through on the lane. Un unaware or at least uh, consciously not wanting to get involved in anyone else's feelings other than her desire to back that damn car into that one parking space. And all I could think of was, why are you backing the car in? What's the deal? Why, are you, wh why is it so important you back in? And maybe she just stinks backing up and she, she didn't want to have to back out. You know, we all have certain skills that we have or haven't mastered. And she certainly hadn't mastered backing into the space. So I guess it's a, it's a fair guess that she would have not mastered backing out of the space. And that may have scared her. And then I started thinking to myself, geez, what if this lady, what if she's going in to rob the store? What if this is a getaway car? It's the middle of the afternoon. Certainly she could be going in there to hold up the store and then just jump right out and zoom off into her car. Finally, after the seven-plus attempts to park the car, none of which appeared to be any different than the initial one where she backed up, finally, she turned off the car and stopped this ridiculous effort. And I, I was frustrated. Okay, I admit it. But I rolled down my window as I'm slowly creeping out as traffic has now finally passed and cleared behind her after this long holdup. And I looked at her. She opened her door to get out of the car. And I said, excuse me, were you going to rob the place? Is that why you backed in? And see, I, I thought it was funny myself. She didn't find it funny at all, needless to say, and started yelling at me. And I just said, I just want to know why you spent all that time backing in. And she told me in no uncertain terms it was none of my business. So uh, I guess she was right. Situational awareness for me, too, maybe. But it's Wednesday. Let's try and be polite to each other. And when we get back, Dr. Jorge is here. He's on this quest to lose weight and talk about it. Plus, there's a new STD, the Superbug. Ooh, he wants to talk about this one. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.
You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka on a Wednesday. Of course, around here, we typically call this Wellness Wednesday because most Wednesdays we get a visit with the doctor. Who else gets a weekly visit with the doctor? I'm talking about Dr. Jorge Rodriguez, our friend, our buddy, our, our voice of reason on things medical, a guy who speaks clearly to all of us in terms we can understand common sense medicine and health discussions. Doctor, I, I sure appreciate you because we've been, we've been keeping track of you and your, uh, your new weight loss program, and I'm dying to know how you're doing. Well, um, hey, Mike, first of all, and uh, to all your listeners, so far as of last week, uh, I'd lost 10 and a half pounds in two weeks, which okay. I was, yeah, I was pretty startled, um, you know, and, and it wasn't easy, but what I, the way that I had planned it was, you know, everybody talks about the Atkins diet, the paleo diet, they're basically low carb diets. And I started off almost like with a detox for myself, which wasn't the easiest things because we really do crave all these sweets and all these starches, but that's what screws us up is the fact that we have to keep feeding that cycle of carbs, which create insulin. Now this week I'm out in Cape Cod in Massachusetts on vacation. So I have not been able to, yeah. Oh boy is right. You know, (laughs) I have not been able to weigh myself and to be quite honest, I have not, I've tried to toe the line a little bit, but I haven't. And in, in doing this, it also brings me to the reality you know, to, of life. And, I, and that's what I wanted to do. And I wanted to make myself sort of the guinea pig, Dr. Guinea pig. And if you're on vacation, you know, you're on vacation, you're trying to enjoy your life. And you really shouldn't be, I think, on the super prohibitive diet, because it's just not realistic. So when you're on vacation, I think it's all about making better choices. And it's all about like I said, moderation and everything, including moderation, enjoying yourself. And you get off the horse if you're on vacation. When you get back, we're going to get right back on it. So I, I don't have a scale where I'm staying, honestly. Um, been walking like crazy. Uh, been trying to cut down on all this you know, great wine that they have here. Um, but the, the bottom line is my mentality has changed. And desserts are, are few and far between. Meals are usually some nice protein steak, fish, or something with a good salad. You know what? Hey, and if there's a lobster roll in my future, bring it on. I'm going to have it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I, you, don't, you know, the next, what's that? You don't want to insult the locals. I do not. You know, they get very, very, very mad at you if you bypass a lobster roll or a fried oyster roll, which is actually my favorite. Ooh. And Ooh, That sounds good. Yeah, it is good. And, and at the end of the day, if you just change one habit a day, probably by the end of the year, you will have lost 20 or 30 pounds. So this is not a sprint, right? This is a lifelong marathon. And I, I, we'll, we'll see how I do next week when I go back. Um, I'm going to be a, do a live one on the air today on Collide.com uh, about this and just give hints and just keeping it realistically realistic because I think that's what people need. You know, if, I, you- if I tell you, hey, what's up? You've always talked about keeping it real, and I think it's uh, amazingly real and brave of you. Dr. Jorge does these 
these weekly updates live on a place called Collide.com, and they're like in the afternoons on Wednesday. Is that when it happens? Yeah, they're, they're at 5.30 Pacific time and 8.30 Eastern time, so everybody should be at home. And, you know, people can text, I mean, text or email, whatever the young people do. <laughs> right, it goes right <laughs> into the Internet, and I see, <laughs> I see the live feed, you know, and, and I answer. And what I'm getting is that everybody seems to feel that it is a deprivation. And, yeah, at first it is different than the way we're eating, all right? But you got to remember that the way we're eating is not correct, all right? Um, I have a good friend who's, who's uh, a relative by marriage, and she lives up in, in Minnesota. And she's like, yeah, but this is cheese and brats, you know, and beer country. <laughs> okay? It is. It also happens to be one of the fattest states in the Union. You know, so... Things, you can have them in moderation. They don't have to be everything you have every day. Come on, folks. There's vegetables out there. But, again, I want to teach by example. I want to be the message. And, you know, well, and that's what I, it's about. I, yeah. I've looked at it, and I've tried to apply some of the Dr. Jorge thinking of portion control. Slight changes can make a big difference over a long period of time. And the way I've kind of tricked myself, doctor, and maybe that's the wrong terminology, but the way, I, the way I've kind of retrained myself, instead of eating meat as often as I would, meaning beef, I will go to the best cut of meat I can find and then maybe only have that once a week. And because it's the best cut, I can't afford that much of it. You know, I can only afford <laughs> six to seven ounces of that filet. But yeah, if I can well. get the best cut possible and really appreciate it, I can still have that enjoyment without having to be a, a gourmand. I, I can be a gourmet instead of a gourmand. There you go. And you're treating yourself. But what I like most about what you're saying, all right, is the fact that you're now having a consciousness about what you're doing. All right, listen, we both know a guy, um, Tom Leonardis, right, who worked with yeah. um, on the radio show. Tom is in amazing shape, right? And he's in amazing shape. And, you know, he's probably in whatever age he is, late 40s, early 50s. But he, he thinks about food and he sees something that he wants. And he basically says, you know what? I really want to eat that. But not today. I'll eat it when I damn well please. Right? But not today. And my, my point is it's all about having an awareness, right? And realizing that in the long run, it's going to make a difference. So, so we, we're trying to we create awareness. I'm trying. We haven't talked about this, doctor, but there's an actual sponsor of this show who who has. Um, it, it's a life insurance company, but they base the rates not only on who you are, age wise, gender wise, weight wise, but also on your health IQ. They call it. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm excited to see that companies are responding to maybe helping people who have a better approach to life and, and a better approach to their own personal health care footprint by rewarding good behavior. And that's, I see, I think that's incredible stuff. And that's, uh, that's a good sign for all of us. I, I know your time is short because you're on vacation, but I also don't want to lose this topic uh, about yeah. this new STD superbug that's on the loose. Uh, how bad is this new version of gonorrhea? It's bad. Um, it's pretty bad. Um, all right, so gonorrhea is a bacteria. And I always try to start because people don't know the difference sometimes between viruses and bacteria. Viruses are like simple DNA wrapped in, in protein in a bubble. 
a bacteria is something more evolved. It has little, you know, let's say a heart, it doesn't have a heart, but it has, you know, little things that work the same way. So gonorrhea, we, we think is, you know, just, oh, this, you, you have to have a certain promiscuity, et cetera, et cetera, to get gonorrhea. Gonorrhea is a very simple bacteria, and there's 72 million cases of gonorrhea a year in the world. Ooh. All right? Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Over 800,000 in the U.S. alone. And if you get them, you can get gonorrhea, you know, in your genitals, the anus, the eyes, and that can then go into your other organs, the prostate, the ovaries, you know, and if and a woman is pregnant, this could be deadly uh, to the infant. So what's happening is two things. One is we are so overusing antibiotics, mm. all right, for different things. So, folks, if you go to the doctor wanting an antibiotic for a common cold, you are part of the problem. Doctors, if you're prescribing antibiotics for no reason, we're part of the problem. So what are we doing? We are killing the bacteria, right, that can be killed by the common antibiotics. But what is being left behind? The bacteria, the super strains of the bacteria that aren't being killed. And guess what? They're alive, so they're reproducing, and they're reproducing. So what happens? The easy bacteria of gonorrhea are being killed, and the super strains, all right, because of the overuse of antibiotics, are the ones that are being left behind. Plus, these are mutating. With every reproduction, they can mutate, right? And they are becoming completely resistant to all the antibiotics that we know. Now, most of these are in Asia, in Europe, but, you know, there are airplanes, and it's only a matter of time before we see it over here. Um, wow. I personally so think that the social apps, you know, have contributed to this, Tinder. Like dating, you know, dating uh, apps that are hookup apps well, is, I guess, the appropriate exactly. term. Exactly. Right. And both and both the straight and the gay population. And in the gay population, there's now a, a pill that does prevent the spread of HIV. But what I think, you know, and I'm trying not to be moralistic, is giving some people license, you know, to to have unsafe sex. And some things can prevent, you know, against herpes, condoms. Right. But if you don't use protection, it doesn't protect you against any of these STDs. So and a word to the, the wise. It is a dangerous world out there. The little the little viruses are getting smarter and stronger, and we need to be smarter and stronger, and that's the ultimate yeah. answer. Protect yourself. Be smart for right. your own self. Dr. Jorge, I so appreciate you. Now go have a lobster roll and, and reward yourself. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. Listen, if I end up this week even or with like gaining a pound, you know, then I'll be happy. Run, we'll jump right back on the horse and I'm going to achieve my goal just like anybody out there can do it. We'll so, check in with you next week. I appreciate thank you. Thank you, sir. Take All care right. and we'll be right back on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. By the way, write down the phone number of 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. Also, at StuntBrain on Twitter, at StuntBrain on Twitter, and go to the Blaze.com, the channel section, follow me. I am determined to catch Doc Thompson. 
If you subscribe to my little channel, you'll get the daily updates with the stories that maybe you missed. Just, just so you don't miss a thing. I also want to remind you, come on now. Have you, have you delayed living your life? Seriously, I waited actually about two months. The first time Doc Thompson and Brad Staggs talked to me, go, look, 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 relief factor. Try relief factor. Because I was griping to Doc the last time I saw him. I was like, oh, man, my knees are killing me. I think I'm going to have to get knee replacements because of all the marathoning and all the training. And he went, why haven't you tried Relief Factor? Get the three-week the three-week quick start pack. It's 1995. He gave me one right then and there. I have a three-week quick start pack that I started taking in early April. It took me a while after he told me about it, but I started in early April. Eight days later, I put down the box of over-the-counter green gel caps that help with pain and inflammation. And I don't take prescription drugs. All I take, the only thing I take is all-natural relief factor. It's anti-inflammatory. If you reduce the inflammation in the joints, in the knees, the neck, the back, the hips, guess what? The pain goes away. Most pain is a symptom of inflammation. And so I, I changed, and I started doing it. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I put the packets in my computer bag when I leave for the studio at 4.30 in the morning. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And now I'm, I'm playing more golf. I'm walking more. I'm out in the garden. I'm taking the new puppy for walks, longer walks during the day. Just, we, we just expanded the walks. And the only, the only thing I'm doing differently in my life is Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com. Go there, relieffactor.com, or call them, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. Don't wait. Get your life back. Yeah, it makes sense. Relief factor. And, um, you know, coming up around the corner, I am um, I'm going to get into, let's see, do we go into the Chelsea Clinton thing? Chelsea Clinton getting sued because that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. There's some schadenfreude there. Uh, there's a Charlie Gard update. I have to tell you, Jonah Goldberg put out a very beautiful Charlie Gard story, an op-ed that he put up. Uh, interesting story of uh, a good story out of Florida. I know after last week when we had the shark that was like chomping on the guy's foot just north of Miami, uh, that story. Uh, well, why don't we flip the dart, flip the coin. And the New York City police commissioner yesterday at the memorial for Officer Familia, what a beautiful thing. His tribute to the officer is so good. I have to play it for you because something magical happened in the middle of it. You know, we played the cop from New York yesterday who wondered where the hell Hollywood was, where the hell Black Lives Matter was, where all the lefties were in supporting the family of this officer who was assassinated. Well, the, the commissioner of New York's police department spoke to the crowd yesterday. And there were people inside and outside. And Mayor de Blasio showed up. And that dirtbag, he actually had people turn their backs. Police officers in uniform turned their backs on Mayor de Blasio. I, I, it was a brave move because you can get called out for stuff like that. 
but I support the cops. Blue lives matter. And so uh, we will we will get into that. So there's there's a whole host of things. And don't forget, next hour, the bottom of the next hour, conservative mama is joining us. Yeah, we're going to have a little fun today. A little bit of fun. Okay, maybe a lot. Come on back after the break. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.